Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. You son of a bitch. All right, we're going to start with two questions right out of the gate that we now ask everybody. And then we're going to find out a little about you, so about 30 seconds, and then we're going to go into the hat. Okay. You don't want to get deeper? Well, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. You don't want to get real deep with it? You don't want to get behind the music with Little Country? We can talk about the Diablo pill angle. I wasn't part of that angle. Yeah, you were. Remember when he gave you pills to re-addict you? The angle and... Oh! I... Yeah. Is that where I was... Is that where Month painted me white? No, that was a different angle. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. That <laughs> <laughs> was a different was angle. Derek hey, Duke's uh, if it was Colonel good, Yeah, if it was angle. good enough for Colonel De <laughs> And the best part was I actually came to your aid and was mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I came in and I'm like, is he from Minnesota? And I, he was laid out and I go, Ooh, country. I don't know where he was from, but... He was built from South Africa. Yeah, but he's right. really Polish. His last name was Nars. Wiskowski. Yeah, same thing. He's, he's, he's not the wrestling still anymore. Colonel De Beers? I don't even know if he's alive. No, but he he's will. Alive. He will come around to paint you white. If I can't wait till he gets into that WWE Hall of Fame, though. Oh, that's not happening. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page and love and tradition of the grand design some people say it's even harder to find well then there must be some magic clue inside this gentle world. hello again everybody and welcome to the ross family matters podcast i'm hotshot scott williams joined by vic the stick ross Jack Spade, and a very special guest, Little Country, joins us. Hey, Hey, Little Country. country. Now, before we get into, because I know people are probably wondering who in the world is Little Country, and we'll get into that in a minute, but we got to start out with a couple of questions right out of the gate, and then we'll talk more about you. First of all, what you been got going on? Repeat that one more time. What you been got going on? What you been got going on? Sounds... Sounds Gaelic. All right, let's start with you. What you been got going on? Man, I ain't got going on nothing. Shit. I, uh, have an ingrown toenail. All right. <laughs> Your turn. What you been got going on? Uh, doing this podcast. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then our next question is, who you gay for? I'm not gay for anybody. I'm straight. No, everybody's gay yeah. for somebody. Hang on a second. Hold on. Everybody, like, we're not saying that you're going to run right out and have homosexual sex. Right. What we're suggesting is that you see a man, probably a celebrity, and you'd say, I could see how a woman would be down for that. Yeah, like, who are you gay for? Like, and also, oh, okay. concurrently, I might be down for that as well. Yeah. Uh, we're the option presented to right. me. Uh, Mine was Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. Okay. I was a Justin Timberlake guy. Yep. Okay. Uh, Mine was Leah Remini. So is yours Bill Cosby? He's hot. No, not him. Not. I'll say, uh, shoot, uh, 
Maybe if you describe him, we can help you with the name. Uh, guy that... Uh, Brian Dennehy? No, <laughs> no, not... He's fat. Uh, he's not. Steve Fusevi. No, he has big buggy <laughs> eyes. Uh, the guy, uh, the guy. Chris, Chris Pat, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. Oh, okay. Chris Pratt. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, right. that's good. Like fat Chris Pratt. Like no, not uh, the Gar- Garden's of Galaxy. Ripped, ripped Chris Pratt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, and let me just throw a third one at you. Would you have let Bill Cosby spike your pudding pop for money? Hell, freaking no. Okay. All right. Well, he's not it, gonna be spiking anything. You know, <laughs> well. you say no, but. Like it's a free buzz, right? I mean, think all that money you'd save. Yeah. Uh, st- still no. Okay. So <laughs> shooters with Darren Sharper. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. How about that? Oh my. A God. visit to Michael Jackson's amusement park. Oh. My. Hide and seek with O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I oh. Wouldn't mind doing. Actually, what did it, that'd be like? What kick the can or ding dong? What was the game? Red light, green light, we'd run around in the street like a bunch of idiots. Oh, that's every game okay. we played as a kid. Um, people are probably wondering, how do we know Little Country, right? Right. So let me tell you the story of Little Country. I'll start with Chapter 1 because I was the first to have met him. Okay. Um, Little Country and I were working the same shoot job at the time, back in, what, 1995? 94. 94? 94, 90, 94. So... He was working in customer service, and I was working in dispatch. And this was Time Warner Cable? It was. And we found out that we both were fans of wrestling somehow, by hook or by crook. He got the name Little Country because he would tool around the office on Casual Friday wearing a big country Bryant Reeves jersey. Okay. So, And that's, he obviously isn't tall, and a jersey looked like a dress on him. So I asked him... Was it Bryant Reeves' actual jersey? It might have been. It might have been... I was a skinny, skinny so, freaking kid back then. So I asked him, so what are you supposed to be, little country, question mark, and he chuckled, and that was his nickname. And stuff. Of course, I wasn't big country, but, you know, in Scotland. Yeah, right, because he's so not right. He was working at Time Warner. <laughs> so as we, you know, started to roll out some of our other ventures, including the studio sensation television show, The Brawl. Yes. We were looking for performers who wanted to get into the wrestling business. So we elicited the services of Little Country, and on his first show, got beat up by Frankie DeFalco. That was the first show? Yeah. There's wrestling for donuts, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, yes. That was the one pilot into right. the... Right. Yeah, and uh, him and Big Daddy Dave took over the show and beat you up. That was the... And I give... I think Vince... Uh, you're there, Bischoff, or Vince Miller. Somebody watched it. That was actually a, the pre-NWO, I think. Yeah. I that, that. That's actually exactly <laughs> what I heard. Yes. Yes, I think they actually like, got that idea. Word for word, yes. I heard that at a show. No one ever had that angle ever in any uh, wrestling organization yep. promotion ever. This is going to be a fun night. Can I take you right to, to chapter two? Um, yes, with the one exception, we our best match in the studio era was our street fight where he where yes. Little Country got thrown into a dumpster. And even though I lost all those tapes in a fire, allegedly you have a copy. I do. Is I this do. where you almost drowned? No, that was the second, was street, the second fight. street fight oh, okay. match. Well, I was going to say, chapter two is what? where everybody lined up and what? then beat the hell out of Little Country. Uh, that was, the, just, it was actually our, one of our greatest pieces of work. Uh, we, you know, I, I used uh, my best friend's girlfriend at the time was my valet, Sweetie Pie. Yeah, yeah. Um, we went over the, everything, the, actually this same, uh, that same day. Right, we had a street fight match. And, and that, the, the upshot of it was I ended up hitting her with a chair. Right. 
And then she ended up dumping you to become my manager because somehow she enjoyed the sheer violence of me. But I know, start to cut you off, I know I'm African-American. How the, where's the watermelon playing? Well, so that was the funny part. So I <laughs> threw you in, a, one of the spots was I threw you into a full garbage dumpster and you emerged from that dumpster with a full intact watermelon. It was the 90s, everybody. This is a different... It job. was 1996. Nice, yes. You then jumped out of the, the dumpster, breaking the watermelon over my head. But then later on, I would put the half watermelon on your head and refer to you as the Great Gazoo. That's right. <laughs> so I never had any. And now after all that, there's, uh, there's everyone, no one was. Well, I got a little bit of blood in my nose, but that's about it. It was it was absolutely fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. That's comedy, right, Dum Dum? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dum Dums. And then um, from there, as we moved into the more. You know, arena shows and the ring and the actual training and hooking up with Al Patterson. You came along for the ride there and became like a manager slash enhancement talent, right? I guess the best way to describe your role in Rebels of Wrestling would have been that of a far less talented Xavier Woods, right? I think I'm as talented as Xavier Woods. Uh, uh, nobody yeah. thinks you're as no. talented. Wow. No. Okay. I don't think that's Wait, true Wait, did you all. bang Paige? Damn, you're right. Nope. Not as talented, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a, a three thousand times less less witty nineteen seventy three Bobby Heenan. Thank you. I will take that. Where you manage, but then you get in exactly. some six mans. Then you took on the persona of of New Jerk. New Jerk was one of my uh, alter egos. And in yeah. the way this character worked is he would come out like New Jack, with the music, the cart full of weapons. But every time he get to the ring. He I would mean, mistakenly throw the weapons in first so the people in the ring could pick them up and then promptly beat your ass with them when you slid in. Let's just say I was, through the brawl, through Rebels, I was basically a crash test dummy. Yeah. But I loved it. You know, New Jack used to do the same thing. He threw the weapons in first, too. Yeah, I don't understand why everybody in ECW just stood around and... Waited for him to get in the ring well, and cut him off. They waited for him, but they also kicked out things that they didn't want to get hit with. Yeah, well, that um, was probably smart. Did that happen? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Because he was... He was Nuts in the beginning. Nuts. Basically. I think he was always crazy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Then you left wrestling um, for good, probably around 2003, and then you'd come back for the reunion show. But other than that, you've been pretty much a pedestrian, a civilian. So I have. Yeah. I'm kind of, kind of semi-retired or retired a little bit. At what point did Chaos punch you in the neck? He punched me everywhere. Did he, just, did he punch you? Because you also are afflicted with diabetes. Indeed. And my diabetes came from Brian punching me in the neck. Um, my my diabetes came from drinking Red Bulls and Doritos. Okay, fair enough. Do you Together. Re- Together. <laughs> do you remember the time you got beat up at my house on 12th Street? When you were drunk and I DDT'd you onto the... <laughs> yes, I was making fun of Munt's feet. Yeah. Or Brian's feet, right? Yeah. I told him they looked like potatoes or something. Yeah, great. I do remember that. Yeah. What's the What's the worst thing we've ever done to you? What's the worst thing you've I've never done anything to I just want to... Well, collectively... I wouldn't say we was a Rebels of Wrestling, folks. I wouldn't say... No, worst thing... Worst thing... Everything was fun and good and it was for the... For the Would you suggest maybe it was your birthday party where we left you... In a bathroom. Oh, you're talking about in yeah. 90, 90, 
eight. Yeah. Uh, the old the Velvet Room. Now it's a new strip club downtown. Yeah. Uh, but the old Velvet Room. A lot of the brawls, the Rebels, Rustlers were there. Uh, my coworkers from AT and T were there, uh, and they got mad at you, and except Shalimar, of course, right? Because you know, you know Shalimar loves you. Yeah, and by the way, she was uh, somebody who wasn't fond of men but took a liking to me. So you have a way with the lesbians. I do. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> I do. I documented. So, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. You have got away with the lesbian. I mean, and just so matter-of-factly, I do. Yes. And yeah. you know, the, you know, the side, side, side story. Shalimar is, is my coworker, beautiful, model-esque woman. Her her she wife was, or her girlfriend was very girlfriend at the time. It wasn't yeah, legal in like the state. Tr- trucker type, you know. Uh, and she looked like a man. Right. Yeah. Um. Basically, you know, Shalimar was talking up, talking up to Scott, but her girlfriend wasn't having any stare daggers. And oh, she was also trying to give me a handy. But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's neither here nor there. Right. So talk. Let's fast forward through that yeah, basically, story. Basically, you, Brian, uh, Dean, uh, basically gave Steve me. Steve was there. Too. Steve was there. Yes. Just gave me shots and shots and shots of Goldschlager, mm-hmm. and uh, basically, I think I got made it to ten. Yeah, and when I was supposed to get to twenty six, and there was a there was like some minor flooding going on in the bathroom. Right, I, you basically let me lay there to yeah. to die. Yeah, and my coworkers are basically saying, "What the hell?" Are you but doing? Brian power bombed you first, right? Was it power? power? No, no, he didn't power bomb. I think he chokes on me. Oh, maybe. No, he pretended to choke slam me and I held me up. When he let me down, that's when I all the floodgates and I puked. Yeah, and then you. Oh. And then soon you guys left. Yeah. You vomited all over people? No, just in the bathroom. All over himself. And then passed yeah. out into yeah, it. And then we left him. Yeah. Left me up in it. And we went on to the next bar. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, uh... Yeah. I think he met the, uh, Susan Orlando at the next bar? I Probably not, unless she shaved her back. <laughs> what, what I've learned over the course of this podcast <laughs> is that a lot of these Rebels guys... Probably should be in jail <laughs> for various things. Yeah, no, it's no. not illegal to get your friend drunk on his birthday no, yeah. and abandon him. It's vomits. illegal to try to fun, kill fun him by having him drown in his own fun, vomit in a bathroom. Time. But it's fun times. Yeah, it's really, really fun. We we uh, just you know, wrestled. Uh, you know when he did shows. You know sometimes you know we taped so many shows and afterwards he just go out and um, to get. Remember when you clock blocked me from Angie? No, I didn't do that. Yes, you did. You ended up making out with her anyway. Yeah, but you tried to pull her away. No, I thought she was behind oh, me. Oh, stop. And then, then I came back, and then you guys had a lip lock. Yeah. She got, he got something. Who tapped? Uh, tapped, tapped out, like, I don't, like, or like, uh, lip he, lock. he did. <laughs> oh, okay. Country. Remember when you were hot for hand job, Hannah? Hand job, Hannah. <laughs> Remember when you tied a pork chop around your neck so she'd lick you? <laughs> no. What? I thought Mistress Mayhem was my manager. She oh. was, but she had wanted nothing to do with you. I see. Okay. Yeah. So you were hot for Handjob Hannah. Remember uh, Handjob Hannah? I don't remember. I don't remember. You remember Handjob Hannah. What'd she look like? Her name was Hannah. She was the one that gave all the handjobs. Okay, you know the Android <laughs> figure on your phone? The Android phones? Right. Her, but more pale. And with a much larger nose. Yeah. She was Steve's pretend wife once. I feel I'm, like we're giving clues in minute. an episode of Impractical <laughs> Jokers. <laughs> you're supposed to say these things to people I'm in the park. To, I'm getting Robin and, and Hannah guess mixed Yo, up. Oh, you're getting you're them way getting mixed, them mixed up. up yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm, and also not Kelly. Yeah, White Nips, not her. White Nips? Yeah. Jesus. Oh. 
I'm sorry. I, I, That's all right. I'm old. Sorry. Anybody? Any other stories before we go to the hat? Anything you wanted to add? What was your first impression of Vic when you met him? Oh, uh, another another chaos is probably gonna stiff bump me. And boy, did he ever! We never had a match. Yeah, we did. We never had a not match. a one-on-one -on -one match. It was I, like in a. It was in either running or. No, you threw well, me outside the ring. I remember you being new jerk and mine and Brian. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And you, you backflipped them into a shop. And I remember <laughs> smacking the shit out of you in a promo at the old uh, center. Exactly. But I don't remember no, us doing anything no, else. No, no, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry. And you said, y'all going to wrestle or what? Oh, wait, that wasn't <laughs> you. That was someone else. That was Crackhead Dave. <laughs> that was Crackhead Dave. Um, uh, yeah. it's, you don't have as much experience, Jack Spade, but what's your first memory of Little Country? <laughs> I don't. There you go. That's it. Yeah, I don't know if I have a memory of Little Country other than hearing the stories during my training of all the times that Little Country was beaten within an inch of his life. <laughs> I'll bring tapes. <laughs> yeah, I actually want to see them because I have none to reference for myself. Right, not, exactly. Yeah. Not many people have as much videographic evidence of their beatings. No, I, I really like I really like the the selling. And yeah, you're not going to turn these in in thirty years. And I mean, is there a statute of limitations on assault and battery? And I don't mean the tag team. Oh, I was going to say like you know, <laughs> Brian, the way, Brian beat the shit out of me. Also him. saw that angle. Yeah. Oh, you okay. tried to join the end of O. Mm. <laughs> uh huh. No, no, the real N-double-O. Right. right. The, <laughs> not, not Eric Bischoff called that. <laughs> After seeing the angle. Yes. <laughs> I truly believe he stole that gimmick. I love that you truly believe that. <laughs> I truly Nothing like that. He, he he claims he got it from Japan. Hey, you know this, this show in Greenfield, Wisconsin, that 31 people watch every week? I've <laughs> got this killer idea. It was more than that. Because he had a lot of black people call the hotline basically claiming that you were a racist. How was I racist? I was because don't you remember that guy left messages like every week of saying how come all the black wrestlers get pit, get the pinfall? And own? why did your dad keep calling? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And how was I the racist? I didn't paint you white. <laughs> that was that was the outlaw. There was an angle where he got painted white. Oh, by a redneck. So and then there was also an angle. And by the way, that's not true because Diablo hardly ever <laughs> got pinned. You're right. And he was black. You're right. And he did an angle with you where you were, the story was you were, uh, you took some time off because you had a drug addiction, the pills. That's right. He got me addicted. And then he came back and right. beat you up and then shoved painkillers down your throat to re-addict you. I remember that, yes. Yeah. So this is just what the opinions are. Which, by the way, that's like the CM Punk angle well before <laughs> right. the CM Punk angle. I'm sure exactly. CM Punk I, saw it. stole it. Right? Idea. Told you. And he pitched he it to. What, he, he, he was our age probably uh, you know, watching that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Matt did well. Matt was probably in wasn't in Chicago, but yeah. But he had uh, friends up tape trade. Yeah, tape okay. trade. People he did shows up here, all right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. He was coming up here for Carmine. He probably saw it in his hotel. What were they? Here. What were they trading? You, the you worked for Carmine? CM Punk? Uh, yes. Powerhouse Pro Wrestling. Ugh. You don't remember CM Punk working for Carmine? No. Oh my God. Oh, for sure. He was in a. How skinny team. was he? Oh, very. <laughs> turtle. <laughs> was turtle my ass? <laughs> That was that was the sound a turtle makes under the eighteen wheeler driving over it. Oh, wafty, wafty, wafty. That was revenge. All right? all right, he's been knocking bombs at me this whole time. You guys have been talking. By the way, I got a programming note. Our next episode, uh, we will be rejoined by our drum kit. 
Good. Yes. Good. Yeah. And maybe an additional accompaniment. Which, oh. by the way, uh, we are up to... Hold on, let me see if I can get this out here. Because we got to get to 100 on Twitter and 100 on Facebook, Are right? we close? Uh, <laughs> are you going to like... Well, you won't even friend me on Facebook, so how can you like... I'm on fa- Facebook with we you. We have 69 followers on the Twitter, mm-hmm. at Ross Broadcast. Okay. Okay. And then on the Do you twat? Facebook... No, I don't twat. Yeah. Is that the proper... Past tense? Tweeting. Oh, sorry. Twatting is... That's a different... I twatted. Yikes. You sure did. (laughs) And we have 82 likes on the Facebook Do you know 18 people who might like us? We need 18, and when we need like 20... Totally. um, uh, I work with um, Nick. Yeah? He, well, he wanted to aspire to be a wrestler, but he was a little bit uh, uncoordinated, but he, I'm sure he... Was he a mouth breather? Is he a mouth breather? I don't, I don't is he a, is he more mouth breather or more window licker? I, I'll ask him if I How see him. How big of a bus did he take to school is what Scott's asking. Yeah. What kind of was, bus did he take? Yeah, was he on the full-size bus? Were there eight bus? seats? No, 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 more. <laughs> no, no, he was not, he's not, he's not. Did he have a special teacher that nobody else had? No, he wasn't special needs. Okay, you say that. No, special needs kids are fine. I'm talking about the ones that are window lickers. But here's the thing. What's the difference? You said Big City John wasn't. Oh God! <laughs> Wasn't on the short bus. But you know what, though, and we know he was. But you know what, though, I think. Do you ever see that guy? Don't see him. I talk to him once in a while. Do you? Yeah, he, he has a kid. A kid. What's I think. he up to? Um, about, he, about well, three hundred pounds. No, he's still <laughs> skinny rail kid. What's he been got going on? Yeah, what, what's he been got going on? He, he, I think he texts me saying that, hey, guess what? Metallica's coming in the October. Oh. So I know. Okay. That is newsworthy. Do you talk to Sweetie Pie at all? No. Uh, Tim does, though. Yeah. She's married and has a child. Yeah. This is like, no, no children. No, this no is children. like super, super, super insider yeah. stuff, because I don't even know about these people. You know Big City John. You've seen the angle. I've seen Big yeah. City John. Right. But call I him like a lazy union worker or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. He's working at UPS at the time. Yeah. All right, let's go to the hat. All right, I'm going to need you to pull a piece of paper out of this hat and read it. Anywhere, just get in there. Yeah, find something. Just one, though. One By the way, uh, another program note. Um, 38 people canceled tonight's booking, so Little Country was nice enough to join us. Okay, it says, funny, unintentional comedy in a match slash show. Okay. Who wants to start with it? So, unintentional comedy. Things that weren't supposed to be funny that ended up being funny? Is that how yeah. we... Okay. I got one right away. All right. All right. Well, you go ahead. Because... You think I'm going to steal yours or something? Or uh, we'll find out. Because I'm talking about the first uh, MEPW show or whatever the... Uh, the cancer benefit? The, yeah. The first one under Will? Yeah, there was a couple really unintentionally funny moments on that show. Go ahead. So, the one that I thought of immediately... Was the, uh, it was actually the Butchie Davis match, right? Butchie Davis. He worked, uh, Sexy KC. Okay. And he, he vomited. He did. Into. The post, the ring post. Into a shirt. And then the shirt ended up on. Oh. On Chris's head. You remember that? Oh, no, I don't want to. Yeah, he vomited outside the ring onto the shirt, and then the shirt ended up on Chris's head. That was funny. Also, the pre-match ladder match conversation between Will and his wife. 
yes. was amazing because they set up the posts. So the posts for the ring for the ladder match were probably three feet above the top rope. Okay? Okay. So not, not a good distance. Right. So real low. All right? So they go out and they buy a six-foot ladder. Just a standard six-foot step ladder. Step ladder. Uh, Will sees it, and he starts flipping out. Of, I don't remember his wife's name. Does anybody remember wife's Will's name? Off the top of my head, no, I do not. I know Buck would if I asked him. Um, but uh, he goes, Woman, they're going to laugh at us! Look at this tiny-ass ladder! What? Everybody's going to think we're a joke with this tiny-ass ladder! How dare you! And just going off. He did lose his shit about that ladder. Yeah. Okay. And for the show, they used that ladder. They did. But I don't think they kept that rigging. No, the rigging kept falling over. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even know how they hung that. So I'm going to bring up my personal favorite wrestling memory of all time. Okay. The trip to Tennessee. Okay. Oh, I got to hear this. Before the show... They had this promo outside of the ring. And there was two guys on either side. One guy was named Ernest T. Not unlike the goon from the Andy Griffith show. Okay. The other guy, I don't know his name, but do you remember Shock Theater? Mm-hmm. And the guy with the suit and the top Van hat? Gooley? Nah, nah, not Sven Gooley, but uh, the old school character. Oh, the locally guy. You know who I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I do. About. I know you exactly. do the show from Billy's Old Mill or whatnot. Yep. Yep. So the big, long, scraggly beard, and this top hat made of wicker. Yeah. Okay? Yes. And then, like, long hair. Looks like a fucking burnout from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Okay? And in the middle is an injured wrestler named Kilo, who I have my suspicions has a stake in the company. Okay? Okay? So the first guy, he's, they're talking about selling these gift bags. And I don't know, I still to this day don't know what was in the gift bags. But they had to sell... It's like gift, a charity thing. Right. Ed- edibles, maybe? Probably not. No, I doubt it. Probably not. Okay. Um, it wasn't that kind of show. Right, it wasn't that kind of party. <laughs> well, there was a guy named Kilo. So, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. So the first guy, he says, if you don't sell more bags than this guy... Then you gotta eat a can of dog food. And the guy's like, nope, nope, I'm not gonna eat dog food. Well, you know what? Alright, alright, I'll eat the dog food. That's fine. I wasn't gonna eat the dog food, but I'll eat the dog food. But I ain't worried about it because I'm gonna win. Right. Right? So then he says to the guy with the big long beard and the wicker hat, he says, and if you don't sell more bags than he does, then you gotta shave your beard. And the guy audibly says, I'm not shaving my beard. And Kilo's like, covers the mic. He's like, you don't have to shave your beard. You'll have to shave your beard. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I cannot. I will not shave my beard. Covers the mic. Yeah, seriously, you won't have to shave your beard. And you see the guy nod his head. He's, and you'll have to shave your beard. <laughs> I simply cannot shave my beard. Like, he couldn't get it. Oh. So then they just moved on, and it was like, instead of dog food, you'll have to wear lingerie. Which they had a picture of him losing a similar bet. Yes. From other, like literally a framed 8x10 okay. of him wearing a woman's dress and lingerie 
from a previous show. But like, the so he's okay with losing that bet. Indeed. Yeah. The stipulations just continued to mount for like a half an hour. Okay. Nothing ever came of it. Oh my. We didn't see anyone eat dog food while clad <laughs> in women's lingerie, shaving beards. Yes. Well, so. That's funny. Obviously, we've already shared the Steve Stardom puke story. That's that's a good one. That is a quality one. Um, you know, I'm going to bring up one since, you know, there's a few that come to mind, but you're our guest at Little Country. The second street fight, we alluded to it earlier, oh God. where you almost drowned. Drown. So you're probably asking at home, how could somebody drown in a street fight match? not a river fight. Well, what ended up happening is we ended up brawling to the back outside of the studio where there was dumpsters, all kinds of stuff. There also happened to be the giant plastic rolling garbage cans that most municipalities use now with a closable top, whatever. So there was a spot where it was a triple threat and me and the outlaw decided we were going to dispatch a little country into this garbage can. What we didn't know that the garbage can was half filled with water. More than half. <laughs> It was, and Little Country was about maybe six inches taller than the garbage can. <laughs> so we dispatched him into the garbage can head first, so only his feet were up above the garbage can. And we had no idea that he was now submerged in water and had, there was no way because of the way his legs, like he could, couldn't flip the can over to get himself out. So as we're brawling for about 20 seconds, we see that he's still kicking his legs. So we don't know why he can't get out of this this empty, what we thought was empty garbage can. So we go to dump the garbage can and water spills all over the parking lot. And uh, he was gasping for air. So He almost died in trash water. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was bad. <laughs> so I would have to elect that as the unintentional comedic moment of right. the night. What do you got? Um, I just went in my head a couple of times. Not my match I was in, but I witnessed it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of had to be there or see, get a tape of to see it. Uh, this is at Kosciuszko. Okay. It was a battle royal. We were going into the or all the rest of going. Steve Santana was going to run from the gym because the ring was like about this, about this wide from the. the you you, you got to. And the ring floor there and the go. gym floor were at the same level. Because so, we were, our, our, where the ring was set up, it was a, probably about a five, four foot drop. Okay. So the top of the ring where the, you know, equaled where the gym floor was right. that was adjacent to Seems where like we were. Gym. Right. That was actually a nice, nice setup. Yeah. Because it opened up. Like yeah. you had to open up this garage door to get into where the boxing right. and the, was. And then, then you had the old gymnasium to look at the ring. Steve was taking a running start, was going to dive over the rope and do like some tumbling and start into it, uh, into the match. Yeah, some flippy dip. Right. He miscalculated the space between the ring and And the the floor. floor, And you had to see (laughs) the way his body, and I think, I hope I have that on tape. His foot, he was running, but his footing was like. It was like he was running without the ground, and he—it was like he was swimming in the air. His neck, I think, caught the top middle rope, top rope, and his whole body—he almost did like a cactus jack in the ring. And so, where his head yeah, would have been yeah, tied up, right? Everyone in the ring 
Diablo lost his shit. He just started laughing and fell on back, backwards and whatnot. Scott was like, fuck, you know, and he's telling Steve to get up. <laughs> and he goes <laughs> real compassionate. Because Steve was like, ah! Oh, wanted like, to start the match! <laughs> and he was kind of, and he's trying to like tell him to get out of the ring then. Get, so he he rolled out he rolled out of the ring eventually. He's gone for like ten minutes and he eventually makes his way back. Still like like messed up or whatnot. It, it, it that was like the Well we've told the story that on show days I was okay. you know, not always a nice guy. <laughs> right? I mean is that yeah. safe to Diablo got rested so he was laughing. Everyone's shocked. Scott told Steve to get up and that's that was the nice. funniest. Yeah, all right. That's good. Was the Ike Andrews gimmick funny? Uh, no. no, no. That no. was just sad. Yeah, that sucked, man. Yeah. Cause in my head, it's funny. I watched it. It wasn't funny. Yeah, it wasn't. Which funny. gimmick? Which which? Uh, he matches? tore both his quads, and all he did was he got in the ring. They said his name. He. Bounced off one set of ropes and went to run across the ring, and he just collapsed and right down out of the ring. What? Yeah. Just and by hitting the ropes? Yeah, and I thought it was a joke, like an angle for later, until I heard the ambulance. Because wow. I knew Armani wouldn't spring for an ambulance. Yeah. What about the stealth gimmick? Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was funny. Stealth? Yeah. That was funny. So there was a match, again, an old Rebels match. Stealth uh, was trying coming to save his partner. Who was getting double teamed and he came running from the back and he went to slide into the ring head first you know to make the save uh-huh. and he hit smashed his ribs on I the eight ring it was winter <laughs> I and the floor that. was wet because people had snow on their shoes yes yes that. wow okay and then i actually saw road warrior hawk do the exact same thing in tna there you go now but what, what was funny is when stealth hit like, it's like he hit, and half his body was in the ring, and it was almost like in slow motion, he slowly slid out of the ring <laughs> and onto the ground. But what did the heels do? Did they just continue to beat the the other partner? <laughs> yeah, because I, I honestly believe at least one of the two heels didn't even see him. So at one point, I, at one, point one of the heels looked to the back, like, where the hell is he? Because they knew there was supposed to be a run-in. And then they saw that he was on the ground. I think his tag team partner was uh, Johnny sure. Barracuda. Cirrus? Oh, I thought it was Cirrus. I thought it was Cirrus. I think it was Cirrus. I, I think you just have flashbacks to Johnny Barracuda any chance you get. You know, Johnny Barracuda was a a a underrated ring tactician. I know you think so. <laughs> For crying out loud. You got to get him on. His part, was that in Waukesha, by the way? No, that was a text. That was a text. Yeah, two there. Yeah. There we go. Back into that. Devlin Kane. What about him? Well, I guess we're gonna find out. Devlin Kane. First of all, I like very, very much. Had a chance to see him this weekend at the uh, ACW uh, huge, huge show up there. Um, wish he got more work down here. Um, if you don't know who Devlin Kane is, I know you probably don't, Little Country. He does a Viking gimmick. Uh, kind of like uh, Nord? Yeah. Yeah, no. kind of. Yeah. Not like Hussing. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't like Huss. Not like yeah. the... No, he doesn't Huss. He does have furry boots. He does... Ah, okay. Yeah. And the one cloth. Where does he hail from? Uh, a shoot or, uh-huh. or real? No, shoot. 
Um, Reykjavik, Iceland. Nice. Yeah, that's not a shoot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he's from. Where is he from? He's Wisconsin. From, here. He's from Milwaukee. Yeah, but where does he live? Does he live? He in lives in like Eau Claire. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, okay. Yeah. But interesting fact to any workers that are listening to the show: he is very, very protective of his loincloth when he wrestles. Oh, does Which he, he actually really wear a loincloth? Well, he wears like a, it's like a Velcro loincloth that goes okay. over his gimmick, right? Okay. Which the gimmick, he's got like regular spandex pants. He's, But I told him the whole time I was going to work him, that I was going to work a spot where I ripped that thing off of him. Each t- And he spent the whole match paranoid <laughs> that I was going to rip off his... That's funny because it actually came off again. On the Kyle. last show. Nope. And he, he, did you watch him hurry to cover it up he says he worked that i don't believe it for a second <clears throat> so one of the things i like about teach, i tried to get told him that when we get all up get to lacrosse together we we're gonna get him on the shirt like i don't know if i have anything to talk about. i'm like i think you do but i like devlin kane but that one tag team partner of his in the highlanders was a real son of a bitch <laughs> yeah that that's my first impression of devlin kane and that was a that very was, very it, annoying this gimmick, gimmick like a berserker type brawlers rest of the time. Uh, no, we're talking about Dart, dalton clark right, yeah, right not yeah. uh no, david bonner it was clark Okay, I just want to want to make it clear. Because he's talking about the SWE story. Yes. Okay. Where we watched their match with uh, Farmers, Bruce, and Brian. Yes. Was his brother, right? Yes. Uh, and then, you know, they came back and we said, hey, that wasn't bad, man. Good job. Uh, what did you think about our match? And Dalton Clark looked at me dead in the face, straight-faced, and went, it was good for what you do. What is that supposed to mean? It's a backhanded compliment, country. Yeah, I mean that's not saying that doesn't sound too complimentary. Yeah, well he was a son. Guess where that son? Where's have you seen that son of a bitch lately? No. Yeah. Last time we saw him, he was a manager. We yeah, seen the expert. He was so. managing for uh, Livewire. Oh, well, th- and, that's... and wanted me to tell him what was a fair amount of money to ask for as a manager. Oh, hmm. well, but he knows everything. He should right. have known that already. Right. Yeah. So um, that was my first impression. If, if you know TJ, TJ is not a talker. No. I mean, unless you get to know him, and then he'll open up. He'll or open if up. he's been drinking. Or if he, yeah, if he's drinking, he loves you. Yeah. And he'll tell you he loves you. Uh, repeatedly. So. I'll tell you what, though. Right now, I don't, and I don't, it's not a permanent thing. I wish it were. He, he's part of my favorite tag team right now. Like, him and Maru are a great... It, it's a great fit. All they need is... They, I think they need a manager... That could do the talking, like, you know. But I like the whole, like, Skandar Akbar stable sort of thing, right? Isn't okay. that, isn't that yeah, what that kind of reminds yeah, you yeah. of? Do you know any managers? Well, of course I know managers. Any good ones? <laughs> well, uh, other than you? Um, no. But I'm sorry, oh, JP. Oh, um, oh wow. Ooh. No, I do know a few. But, I mean, you know, it, he, they need somebody to kind of be the ones who harness that. The guide. They yeah. need a guide. They need their Mr. Fuji. Correct. But not Mr. Fuji. But right. he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Is I mean, he? is the manager... Yeah, he's dead. Like, he's dead. Isn't the manager supposed to be the mouthpiece of the group? Well, the yes, team? and that's the whole purpose. Because the thing is, Maru works best in his, in his tag team if he's like the savage, uncontrollable dude, right? right? So almost like a Kim Chi kind of managing, you know, keeping him down. Right. And then Devlin Kane's supposed to be a Viking who shouldn't speak English. So somebody should not only talk for them, but be the settle down, Maru, calm down, calm down, Maru. 
you know. Yeah. Give him an apple that he can tear through in four <laughs> seconds yeah. and spit all over. That's what's missing, I think. Well, at least the old school stuff. You need to have apples. Yeah. Apples and raw fish. There you go. Raw fish? That gimmick has to happen. See, the thing is, as I imagine this studio show that I want to produce that would remind everybody of the old NWA Saturday Night, he w- they would have a manager, and they would have a third kind of crazed foreign dude. You wouldn't fit because you'd still be running a Roth family. You'd be a different faction. Right. What would the what would the third crazed guy be? What, what was that gimmick? Russian? Perhaps a Russian, perhaps a German, perhaps... A mysterious masked character with a masked Russian assassin. The Gimp? Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe uh, available. Maybe uh, uh, somebody from Libya, Syria. Oh, a Somalian oh. pirate. There you go. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, really, I like that idea. Yeah. I like that idea. I'm Dick now. <laughs> so they would be on separate sides of the booking chart. You know. Okay. Yeah, like that's, yeah. I like it too. What do you think of Devlin Kane? Well, since I, you described him to me, I don't know him personally, but uh, um, just, I think just guess how. But I like that. I like the gimmick. Um, I think actually I'm going to go off a tangent a little bit. I think actually W a, a the, tangent. When I guy, you have no idea. <laughs> not a tangent, but like, and go. No, not a tangent. But I'm saying this. I miss the old school like gimmicks, like the. Vikings, the Russians, the missing the link, missing link. Right now, I mean, Harriet Tubman. I don't think it was a Harriet Tubman. Close to that, would probably be Kamala. Can somebody tell me what? Wow. Can somebody wow. tell me? I didn't want to say Sapphire. Uh. Can somebody tell me what the missing link was? He was, was the it? missing link. He's a right, but what was he? Didn't he, he started he, in Stampede? I think was he Cro-Magnon? <laughs> the missing link between. The Cro-Magnon man. Okay, so then why was he green? Because he was Dewey war, Roberts. Was that his war paint? <laughs> Hassa. Hassa, Hassa. Why was his head so hard? Because <laughs> well, well, the, the evolution... Remember, the Cro-Magnons had bigger skulls. He was on the roids really so. bad. First, that's, yeah. you know. so you guys, uh, why did he have one single <laughs> tuft of hair? I don't, well, because he was holding it so tight, he kept pulling it out. Didn't that was the one thing I understood. Didn't Sherry Martell manage him? No. Okay. Not Bobby did for about six minutes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Skander Akbar managed. Do you guys know the? Because uh, he's he's been a, he the was Gary Hart story. No, with missing link. With the missing link. No. Uh-uh. All right. So this is a uh, a backstage story. Okay. Uh, the missing link was unhappy with the way he was being booked in world class. Oh, okay. Gary, Hart, <laughs> Gary Hart was the booker at the time. All right. Gary Hart used to book for. World so class. he took it up with Gary Hart, and Gary Hart said. Uh, Hey, you know this is what we're doing, and if you don't like it, we can we can finish you up. And the next day, the missing link came in and slapped Gary Hart in the back of the head and started taking it to him. And uh, Gary Hart always carried a straight razor on him, and he oh, no carved shit. the missing link up like Christmas fucking ham. It's no really? shit. Yeah. Did, did he finish up then, or did he? Uh, oh, that was it, man. <laughs> he was done that day. Nice. He was wow. done that day. Yeah, Gary Hart has a great book online if you can find it. Gary Hart is that the guy that he uh, he tried to save uh, what's one wrestler? He's a really bad drug. Gino guy. Hernandez. Yeah, well, yeah, he, yeah. He, so he said he was here. murdered, but uh, um, but he was really. I guess apparently we, they were really close. And then Gino Hernandez. I was he murdered? Or was from he? What I've read, uh-huh. Gino Hernandez was murdered. 
Yeah. Because nobody can ingest the amount of cocaine that was in Gino Hernandez's body. Okay. Also, so they had some kind of gay fetish or something like that. Or? I don't know about that. Well, I know that he had, he probably owed drug money if he was murdered. And the word is that Gino Hernandez got all that work because he was Paul Bosch's son, right? That is the rumor. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. And what's even interesting is two of the the southern promoters in Blanchard and Bosch had sons who had huge coke problems. Well, who didn't have a huge coke? Uh, well, coke uh, was uh, everywhere. Uh, uh, what about Fritzy? Well, they uh, had all Fritz kinds of problems. Kitsch? Right. You think they didn't you know, do some coke? No, I'm I'm acknowledging they did. But he lets his son do coke. He let his son like. Yeah, but here's the thing about. Yes, everybody had a Coke problem in the 80s. That's why when you had a bad one, it had to be a really bad one. Yeah, like how would you react if you saw a wrestler doing blow now? It'd be awkward. It would, it would be like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, you still doing blow? I'd yeah. be like, you don't want none of this, Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> this shit will mess you up. <laughs> why are you talking to the missing link? <laughs> Is it true that the Simpson boys were missing link's kid? No idea. No Remember idea. the Simpsons? I do, yeah. from South Africa. Yeah. Steve and Sean. Yeah. Did, I didn't know Sean was a South African name. It is with a U <laughs> as opposed to a W. Gotcha. Uh, in closing, Devlin Kane, you're all right with us, champ. Yeah, we like you. Missing Link, not so much. My favorite part of Devlin Kane is when he gets drunk and begs for bookings from Bruce City. <laughs> but he begs them from me. Of all the people. Yeah. Like, uh, Jack Spade, can you get me in with Bruce City? Uh, no, they won't even let me work there. No. I love that guy. I love that guy. I want him to make it wherever he wants to go. Yes. Uh, so. Paducah, Kentucky. That's a place to go. Or you can make it there. If you can make it there, you can make it in a couple in, other in, places. And also in Altoona. Pennsylvania or Wisconsin? No. By the way, where did Silas Youngborn is? Up in Appleton area. Yeah, Appleton area. I mean, we have a whole show with him. You yeah, you should just go listen, listen to it. Yeah. Oh, nice. like okay. show six. Cool. Yeah. Really Maybe like it. So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Hi, yeah. Hey, everybody. This is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on The Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guests, interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy Gaming. Check us out. Whose baby mama is Mama Cass? Okay. <laughs> Whose baby mama is Mama Cass? I would say Baby Cass. <laughs> it's, what about Big Cass? That might be Grandbaby. Oh. I, I think it's that fat chick from Wilson Phillips, isn't it? I think so. Is Mama Cass Wilson Phillips? You're thinking of Connie Wilson. Didn't she die by okay. choking on a ham yeah, sandwich? Yeah, choked on a ham sandwich. That's the rumor. Who did she? Or drugs? Well, it's or probably cake. both. She was probably... Oh, man, it's you. <laughs> 
back then. She had heroin, and she couldn't control her own yeah. swallow right, mechanism. There was, there was no heroin. There. All right. It was just acid back Here, I'm, I'm, There I'm, was heroin in the 70s. Well, I mean, in her case, oh, there yeah. was no heroin. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is a good time. I think it's come up in a previous show, all right? But if you're going to choose something to kill you, all right, choose one thing. Ham sandwich. Okay. Well, no, no. That's not what he means. Okay. You, know, you can't be fat. You can't smoke. You can't drink like a fish and do drugs, all okay. right? So I've only got one, but the fatness will kill me. Yeah. But at least I'm not... But, but you've made your choice. you made your choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just don't do them all. Yeah. A bad example, Chad Vandermark. Oh, yeah. Come on, Chad Vandermark. Pick one. Jesus Christ. Pick one. Pick one, commit to it. Be the best. Like, to me, I, I'm overweight and I'm, I'm a terrible eater. I'm the best terrible eater I know. That's where... By the way, that's where the heat's coming this show. Real chilly after the Healy Field? Uh, uh, we'll see. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait you, do you, who's, who's baby mama's mama cat? Uh, uh, I, I said Elliot got cast. I mean, uh, the bomb is a pop. Where were that, that bitch that choked on a ham sandwich? That's the one I think. <laughs> there was another woman who choked on a ham sandwich? No, the we got to make you a regular bit. Hey, Riley, I'm going to need you to splice <laughs> that answer. <laughs> In right after Scott asked him what you be got going on. <laughs> Woo! If you could just do that fat man choked out a ham sandwich. If you could do that and put it at the end of the show so people have a nice comedic thing to leave on. Please use that as a sound bite. What you be got going on and then that fat bitch choked on that ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna need you to take I'm gonna need you to take the drum out. <laughs> Because that bitch died, alright? That bitch died before anybody put a baby in Patrick Cudahy. There you go. Oh, Jesus that. Christ. Oh, I don't even know why I'm opening this. I can see it. I can see the whole thing right here. Uh-oh. And you're pretty happy about it, I can tell. I don't know if I'm happy about it, but, uh, it Sunny Beach. Why he tripping? Sunny. <laughs> Alright, I guess I should start. <laughs> okay. Um, Sunny Beach is my cousin. Okay. Um, can you describe Sunny Beach before you go any further a little bit? Can you? Okay, Sunny Beach is portly. That's fair. Um, Smaller than me, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah also yeah. fair. 100% Polish. Okay. Wears rings on every finger. I, I didn't pay attention when we saw him for Russell. He didn't have rings on every. But I thought that he had cut it back. Slicks his hair back a bit. A little bit, a little bit. At some points in his life, dyed it jet black, though he's blonde. Yeah. Has kept it jet black. And talks, uh, talks like he walked off the set of The Sopranos. Does anybody remember any of the stuff he said during WrestleMania, so we can give people an example? Um. I never met him. But You've met Sunny Beach. Wasn't there, a yeah. wasn't there a reference to a quote Jap broad? <laughs> yeah, there was. There definitely was. The mask was on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Okay, and and now, okay. He stepped up the set of the Sopranos. If the Sopranos was set in 1951, oh, 
So which one would we be? Chris, would it be Chrissy? Because he would say something like, yeah, he, and again, I would never say this, but he, first time he had seen Asuka, goes, hey, she's pretty good for a jet broad. <laughs> yeah, he's like Archie Bunker if he was in The Sopranos. Yeah. Ah, jeez, Edith, eh? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Go make me some fucking pork chops. <laughs> so, um... So why is he oh tripping? He, because he, once in a in a visit to his house, while we were down shooting pool in his basement, at the age of 27 at the time, yelled up, Ma! Make me a sandwich! And that, in and of itself, is enough for him to be tripping. Ooh. What's, uh... You know Sonny, right? I yeah, remember when he used to yeah, take yeah. bets for you? Take like a couple of yeah. chiclets. You owe me uh, twenty-five boxes of Wheaties, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, this must have been when I first met you. He was no, he. You met him when we were doing Rebel stuff. He was a ref he for was a while. Rough. Oh, he was very good. He was a oh, very yes. good ref. I yeah, thought he actually. Was. I agree. Yes. Um, but he um. How do you feel about Kevin? Yeah. My interactions with him was you know, good poker great. player. Oh, I never sore I loser. Yeah, good at pool if you buy him a glove with the finger. Can, <laughs> can anybody who was there tell the story of Kingpin and him at the poker game that I wasn't at? I don't know that. Did Kingpin's at. junk end up on? Oh, I saw oh yeah. that did happen. Yeah, on the back of his neck, I think. Yeah. <laughs> ah! yeah. How did that happen? Uh, everybody was drunk, and Kingpin whipped out his junk, and Kevin was oh there, and he put my. it on his back. Oh, <laughs> my. Yeah, um, I'll tell you another Sunny Beach story. We were in Iowa. Angel Armani took two carloads of people down to some amusement park down there that had a wrestling show. And so we got, like, seven... Derek St. Holmes was part of that trip. We got, like, seven guys booked, including Sunny Beach. And I don't remember if Beach was a wrestler or a ref for that show, but either way, Armani got him a booking. And we were staying at the promoter's house um, instead of at a hotel room. So they had, like, sleeping bags and beds and couches and whatnot. And uh, Kevin was being a little obnoxious that night. Maybe he had a few drinks, and he was kind of working Derek St. Holmes' nerve. But Derek's cool. He's a pretty laid-back dude. <coughs> so he waited until Kevin fell asleep and then promptly shaved his eyebrows. <laughs> so, okay. Wow. Yeah, so that was that was great. And, and to see Kevin discover it. Sunny oh. Beach woke up, took him like 10 minutes before he actually even looked in the mirror and realized yeah, that no, something was amiss. And he was looking around, he's like, <laughs> looking, looking, and all of a sudden, son of a bitch! <laughs> he was eyebrowless. So, that was a fun story. Speaking of Sunny Beach not having eyebrows, I want to talk about the uh, New Year's Eve party we all went to. Okay. Uh-oh. Held at your, uh, at Nick's house. And Aaron was there, your oh, brother Aaron. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were all drinking sociably, except yeah. for Sunny Beach, who was hitting it hard. Yeah, yeah. Hitting it hard. And uh, got obnoxiously drunk. Yeah. Obnoxiously drunk. Uh, to the point that he was in Aaron's face wanting to fight. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, we took Kevin. Which, by the way, cousins. Right. So. We took Kevin and threw him out in a snowbank. Oh, <laughs> And at the front door was the cooler with, like, sodas and beers and whatnot. And then there was also plastic cups for fixing yourself a mixer. So I took a plastic cup and I filled it with water. And Aaron looked through the peephole and he whipped open the front door and I threw a big 
cup of water in Kevin's face out in the freezing cold, and then we slammed the door, and then I filled the cup up again, and Aaron looked through the people, and he opened the door, boom, I punched him in the face with a cup of water again, and then we slammed the door again, and then we let him come in, and he passed out for a while, mm-hmm. then he woke up because he was vomiting on himself, Oh, so then we had to take him to but the not bathroom. What's that? But not drowning. Not drowning. Right. That's good. Uh, we had to hold him up in Nick's shower. Oh, yes. Uh, Fuck yeah. So he could have no puke on him. Right. Then they threw some clothes on him, some sweats and a, a t-shirt. Uh, he started talking shit again. Damn. And he passed out. And Aaron shaved a single eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good okay. The only person who got it worse than that was Aaron's... I don't know if you've ever met Mikey, Aaron's buddy. I have met Mike. Okay. Mikey's a good dude now, but when he was in his late teens, early 20s, he was a bit of an obnoxious fella. Okay. And uh, when my brother was, you know, 18, 19, he was, him and his buddies couldn't drink legally, so what I would do is let them come over, have a card party at my house with the, with the uh, caveat that they were going to crash at my place. So I took the keys, nobody could leave, yada, yada, yada. Played games of asshole and president or whatever sure. you call it. Anyway, as it turns out, Mikey would always be the one who'd get drunk and want to fight somebody, whether it be Sergio, fastest hands in the West. Um, Sergio, in his prime, was a, kind of a tough enough dude. Hit Mikey once, knocked him out, hit him so hard, so fast, that I we never saw the punch. I mean, it was that... But my favorite story with Mikey is when he was being super obnoxious and he got his ass kicked two or three different times and we finally let him back in the game. And we were drinking this stuff, the cinnamon liquor, which... Probably hot damn. Maybe. I ended up getting mad at him and throwing it in his eye. Oh. He fell over the chair and passed out with this stuff in his eye. He started to, to get sick, so we dragged him into... You remember on 12th Street, my little bathroom? Oh, yeah. Dragged him there... Laid him in front of the toilet where he passed out. Wait a minute. I think I know this story. Every, the rest of the night, there were five other dudes, including me. Anytime we had to go use the bathroom, we would make sure, we had to piss over Mikey. (laughs) And we made sure to come short a little bit. Sure. So, you know, to, just for the, you know. Then, uh, my brother ended up calling up a booty call. Oh, no, I know what this... Okay, never mind. And at the end of the booty call action he had in another part of the house, he was going to go flush away the condom. The detritus. As he went to do that, he saw Mikey laying there, and he just decided to throw it on his face. (laughs) Where it stuck to his face, he remained there for another four hours, maybe longer. He woke up. With one eye shut from the liquor that I hit him with, and a dried youth prophylactic stuck to his sideburn. God. Uh, and a little bit of piss on him. And a, quite a bit of piss. <laughs> you guys are all awful people. So, all right. So, Kevin didn't get. Uh, Sunny Beach never got it that bad. I thought you DDT'd him in dog shit. Oh, that was another time. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that was another time. What happened was he got. We had a big party at Rager at my house, or a bunch of people, and. He got beat up by two different people. One, he hit on some guy's girl. 
the guy beat him up. I calmed everything down. Another time, he, then his girl, he was sitting on the steps going upstairs to where, my house on 12th. And he was just complaining, and his girl was trying to calm him down. Like, look, it's fine, you know. And he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. So she grabbed him by the hair and hockey punched him four times in the eye. <laughs> like, he rattled it off like it was a hockey fight. He falls down, and he's laying on the grass, and everybody's calmed down. The party's left. My brother and his two buddies are crashed in the house. Mikey's still laying on the on the side lawn in the backyard. I'm like, come on, man. It's, just, it's time. Let's go. I went to pick him up. He jacks me in the nuts. And he starts running to, towards the house. And I grabbed him by his hair, pulled him into a pile driver, pile drove him. Oh. Like onto the lawn. Like a uh, pile order stuff? Yeah, like it was probably like more like like the fallback. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't pretty, but it was effective. Okay. And I didn't protect him. <laughs> and then, as he was laying there next to a hunk of dog shit, I then DDT'd him into <laughs> And then locked the door and left him outside for us. Oh, poor Mikey. So, Vic. Yeah. Why is Sunny Beach tripping? I don't know, man. That's just the way he's always been. It's just the way he's always been. Little country, why he be tripping? Well, I think she gained a lot of weight, but she's still hot when I saw her a porn video. <laughs> That's oh. not Sunny Beach. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's... That's just Sunny. Yeah. Oh, That's sorry. just Sunny. Uh, oh. I want to point out that... <laughs> I don't think Sonny Beach or Kevin is a bad guy. No, I don't think so. Either. I think that he's he's a little set in a old man style of life. Yeah, he's sixty and he's really thirty three, five, four, whatever he is. We might have him on the show once. Yeah. I would love to. If you, we can get a sponsorship from uh, his his corner tab. I'll talk to this fucking. You're guy. real excited. He's real excited. I see about him. It. He's got to pick a strong one to take us out here. Yeah. Are we that far? Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. All right, let's see what you got, country. Strong one. Pain and pleasure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. We gotta be. We're gonna be diplomatic. Well, I mean, this is such a broad question. Okay. Oh, well, why don't you take <laughs> don't it you first? Start it. How do you feel about pain and pleasure? Um. Good. Experience pain, pleasure. Do you experience them both at the same time? Does no, it's either issue for me, either or. Yeah, you know, being in pain doesn't give you pleasure. No. So wait, so like in the middle of like, you know, one of your wild ragers, you don't want paper cuts to your nuts. No. Anyway. What if a chick just puts on like high heels and kind of walks on your back a bit? Oh, okay, I can see that. All right. <laughs> what if she has a cat of nine tails made of stainless steel? Hmm. What if she had a cat of nine tails made of jack steel? Oh, <laughs> well, now we're getting into the right realm. Pain and pleasure, I'm assuming they're talking about the um, much-traveled tag team of pain and pleasure, which was Jack Steel and Jim Payne. Jim Payne uh, was at one point a listener to the show. Yeah. May still be. I, I hope don't know. I hope so. Um, Might not be after this. I like Jim Payne. I as a person, um, he's as a, in ring. I would call him heavy footed, which means <laughs> slow, he, uh, well, methodical. What about that advice you gave him once? Uh, I advised Jim Payne not to run. 
because it looked terrible. Does he know how to? Well, uh, it's not that. Is he, is he a big man? Is oh, he's he should, big. He was a large he's, man. So he should he should know how to be a wrestler. Right, but when he ran, it looked incredibly unathletic. Okay. So it was no good for him. So he should have wrestle a big man's match. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like, stand in the middle, let the person like come to him. Don't don't you don't have look. Put it this way: I was not ever great in the ring. If I had his size, though, I would have been. I would have felt blessed to be. Yep. Right, three inches taller, probably you know, wide, broad. I mean, you, you could wrestle he? like a Hulk, right? I mean, yeah. is this is built like a Big Show, Jerry Blackwell, uh, like a refrigerator, more okay. like a Jerry Blackwell than a Big Show, um, but less paunchy. Yeah, he okay. wasn't. Jerry Blackwell yeah. was very paunchy. Yeah, he okay. was thicker. Like he wasn't. He, he looked like. So Jim Payne looks like he lifts weights, or he had lifted weights at some point in his life, but not really for the definition aspect. Like he for, lifted heavy. So he was like, a power lifter. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so like, like a Mark Henry. Yeah. Mark Henry okay. would yes. be a good example. Yes. But okay. you know, Mark Henry's Henry, obviously. Mark, big. Mark Henry wrestles a, like he's like a big man. Like correct. Doesn't really hit the ropes. Big usually. strong guy. Yeah. So anyway, so there was that. Then there was his partner Jack Steele. Who looked a like, little like Shawn Michaels? Yeah, a little bit like Shawn Michaels distance. now, yeah. kind of exactly. Yeah, versus like him? Uh, no, no, not so much. No, no, he. Uh, His gear looked like it. He was a little bit. He was the more. Um, if there were a high flyer on the team, it would be him. But he wasn't built like a high flyer he, either. He was also a, a decently sized guy. Yeah, like, decent. he was over six foot. He didn't have a lot of muscles or definition, but he was... He had, like, Shawn Michaels' body type. Yeah. yeah. After yeah, Shawn Michaels had his back injury. Yeah, right. that's fair. Okay. But less muscle. Lost his mass. and So his wrestling style is... Uh, standard, right? I mean, if he wasn't Basically. a high flyer. He wasn't a power guy. Right. Technical. He wasn't a shooter. Right. Uh, not but technical. I would... Like a Greg Gagne, then? No. Yeah. He's a Gosh. high flyer, then. Uh, Tom Zink? Um, oh, Jose no. Luis Rivera. Oh, maybe that's very basic. That that's jobber status. No, no, don't, we don't use that word. It no, it is, that's not what he was though. If you had to pick a member of Pain and Pleasure to work in a match, who is it going to be? Um, I would have picked uh, Jack Steele because I wouldn't have been able to lift uh, the bigger guy to lift Jack. Jack Payne, or Jim Payne. So I would have worked Steel because I could have gotten better heat on him that would have been believable because I was usually a heel. As a face, if I could bump like I could in my late 20s, I would have rather worked Jim Payne because he could have bumped me around. So anybody, right? not so, to interrupt anybody, tell these guys they should wrestle their physique or... These like, guys were Armani trainees. Oh! So they... Armani would take offense to that. I'm almost certain. But you can't tell me those guys didn't go to Armani's camp for a solid year. A year. Yeah. Because they did. Yeah. Um, but they were, I mean, they're great. I, I thought uh, Jack Steele also did a good job ring announcing. He did. He did oh. the ring announce for Fusion. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. He yeah, definitely yeah. rang announce for Fusion Pro Wrestling, which was the company run by Lane Boyle. Uh, I don't think that's and accurate. Only Lane no. uh, Come on. I, I can't say on a personal note really anything bad about either one of them, though. I mean... So I, their styles are clashing with their 
I can say that they, and it's, that they probably were not going to ever be excellent wrestlers. It just wasn't going to happen. And that wasn't necessarily their fault. So, you're, you're right. And here's the thing about a lot of guys um, that we've come in contact with, that we've worked with. At some point, I think the difference between me and a lot of other wrestlers is, and it maybe took me a while to get to that point, I realized that I was never going to be a great wrestler. So I did the things like, you know, I did my, what, five or six every match moves. I worked the crowd. I learned how to stall like Larry Zabisco and do things to not embarrass myself for the most part. Well, that, that's, right? what, that's okay. great psychology, though. But it, it took a while for me to realize that I'm kind of limited, and I need to work to my strengths. I think there's a lot of guys that we know that we care about and we think are great people that haven't figured out to work to their strengths and hide their limitations. Is that fair? That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can tell you that the more basic and the more shit that I took out of my matches that I wanted to do, maybe based on the style of wrestling that I liked when mm-hmm. I was breaking in. I wanted to do that stuff, but once I physically could no longer do it, um, my matches got much, much better. Sure. Much better. Like like when I took the 270 leg drop out as I got older? Right. Yeah. Remember the 270? Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what the problem with the 270 was. You always needed that, that sheet of ice <laughs> in order to pull it off. What if he had a? Uh, what if he had Lucy holding a football? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would work. Too. That would work in a pitch. Yeah, yeah look, the two seventy was going on for a while. All right, so, that's, that's all I'm gonna tell you. Um, but as I got older, the two seventy became a ninety. Yeah, that little snap leg drop you had was a good leg drop. I hated you take your suplex. Yeah, by I, th- the way. I thought that. Okay, let me get into that in a minute. I I thought I did a decent job of that and. I was okay on suplexes except for you. So I had this little <laughs> running joke with Little Country. When I would pick him up for the suplex, instead of falling back with him, I would just let him drop. <laughs> Greg the Hammer style? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that was a running gag, and I also wouldn't let him pin the beast. Oh, yes, because they broke the... Uh, he broke the, the dust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you ate a worm. It, it is safe to say about pain and pleasure that they just didn't find what would work for them. And maybe they had different vision of themselves than what the reality of the situation was. Yes. It wasn't gimmicky, was it? I don't know, man. I don't know that they necessarily felt like they were top of the card and that's where they belonged or anything like that. I think they kind of knew that they were limited. And You think so? I do. Let me ask you this. Who would you rather work? I know who I'd say. Jim Payne or Tiny Love? Uh, oh, Jim I'll Payne. take Jim Payne. Yeah, yeah me I'll too. Because Jim, Every Jim Payne can still... Move right, and he understood stuff, and he was. And he's going to be open to discussion. Yeah, he's not and uh, taking direction. He's not uh, Brett the Hitman Tiny. I, I prefer Tiny the Hitman. Tiny Hart. the Hitman Heart. Yeah, he's not that. Um, so yeah, that's. I think that's anything you wanted to add about pain and pleasure. I think that's about it. Yeah, you're good. I am good. All right, what, do we have time for another one. I mean, we're way over at this point. Yeah, we'll do one more. Yeah, you know, how often do we get Little Country on our 38th string? We had to, like, 
Put it this way: if this, if you were a baseball player, you made the team because a plane crashed. That feels, so, makes me feel really yeah. good. Oh, what's up with T.J. Washington, kind of, by the way? Who? T.J. Washington. T.J. Washington. What is? Are you thinking of T.C. Washington? T.C. Washington. Sorry. What do you mean? What's up? With Other you? than the fact that he stood us up a couple times, including tonight, and that's how you got on. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, he's fine. No, the last time, the reason why I thought about that is when I did a show with Papa Luigi's about four years ago. Armani ran out of referees. Oh yeah, yeah. He threw me. He threw me a rough for sure. Get out there and call the match. Yeah. And I, and I was basically a paying customer. Yeah. So I ended up uh, with Washington and who was he wrestling? I the the title changed. I forgot he would be. Uh, so that's why I thought. Uh, I don't know. You're so good with details. The sh- <laughs> the shine. Ooh. King. The oh. shine. Oh. What was your shine? What was your go-to shine when you wrestled in the beginning of the match? When you were getting up on the guy, you know? Yeah. Really, really giving it to him. I really didn't really. That was my thing. <laughs> that was my spiel. That was my stick or my gimmick. I would, I would, my my thing was. Was it the collared, collared elbow? Was that your shine? No, I think it was just, I would just get my ass kicked in the beginning of the match and then basically I would just turn around and. And flip, flip it, you know, like do like the kick to the gut, DDT. What was your finish? These nuts. Yeah. So, <laughs> what was these nuts? He Northern would, exposure. He by would big Josh. He would basically get to the top rope and do a, a kind of like a big like a sit down splash. He'd split his legs and the make whoopee sure. cushion. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. From up, yeah. The, the doink, top rope. The doink uh, gimmick. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That was these nuts. Yes, you gave me that. Before he was doink, he was. Maniac Man Born. But apparently Big Josh was watching um, a episode of The Brawl Uh and saw these nuts (laughs) and decided that he was going to make that his fix. I know if you see these nuts, you're never going back. (laughs) Right. Rest in peace to Man Born. Also, I made... Let's let everybody know, too, that I, I also added to your repertoire, I made you yell out... These nuts! <laughs> as you were jumping off the top rope. Would Did you, you really? yes. classify yourself as a family show? Yes. With those nuts around? Come on, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. So. We had to be. We had to connect with the young generation coming up. There was those nuts. There was uh, Brian bleeding all over hell. <laughs> Well, there yeah. was hand job Hannah. <laughs> oh, she hand didn't do hand jobs in the ring. There were white. There were white nipples. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking remember, damn it. The backstage was not a family show. There was clearly racist angles happening. <laughs> Just the painting. We weren't really PC, though. The painting. He came out of a dumpster with a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't control what's in the dumpster. Right. There was, a, was the watermelon already in the dumpster? No, we planted it. No, we planted the dumpster. <laughs> and, and, yeah, we planted the... I'm sorry I hit you with the metal pipe, by the way. That's when he, that's the only thing played, not the change, so that's the, he actually got mad at me and punched me in the nose. And I know yeah, because there were satellite dishes, like, plastic. out there, plastic satellite, so we were throwing satellite dishes at each other, but then he took an anchor, metal anchor, and smacked me in the elbow with it, so then I clotheslined him across the nose. The show's over. Right. This whole show, we, we were waiting for that moment when Scott got apologized to you over the <laughs> shot with the metal pipe, that's what this was all about. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, I guess... But it, for me, the shine, I, I mean, I was a heel most of the time. But when I was one of the world-classiest baby faces, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my shine was uh, 
always led to a couple backdrops. So, okay. boom, boom, backdrop. Get him. Got to get him. Backdrop. Backdrop. Powder. Chase him around. Brawl outside for a little bit and then get cut off coming in. Yeah. Can we talk about the uh, the Powerhouse Pro Wrestling Tag Team Shine? Who was... Oh, they, they had a thing that all their tag teams did at all times? Almost all. Oh, are we talking about the eye poke, not Yeah, shot? yeah, yeah, yeah. There were two, because then there was also the, the arm. arm. Yep, the yeah. arm was the one Which I was Which we've stolen that. several times oh, yeah. as a tag team. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, go ahead. Let's let's get into one of those two. So, uh, well, I'll, I'm going to take the, the arm spot. Okay. So, your baby face would be collar and elbow, take the arm, make a quick tag, wrench that arm, make another quick tag, wrench that arm, get cut off. And now the heels would come in and they'd start working that arm. Right. And they'd come over and they'd hand that arm off to the guy at ring, uh, waiting on the apron and he'd have his back and he'd wrench down on that arm three times and then the guy in the ring would take it back. Uh-huh. And then they'd repeat that process that he would take him back to the corner and his partner would uh, 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 wrench that arm down again. Uh-huh. And he'd be bragging to the crowd. He'd never turn his back towards the ring. There'd be a reversal in the ring. The baby face would hand the heel his partner's arm and he had no idea. And he would wrench down on that Even arm. Even harder this time. And he was really yeah. giving it. And he would just, the partner would scream his head off and then you'd see that moment of realization that he had fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. He'd look do down that, and see the watch and go, oh, shit. <laughs> well, no, when oh. I do that spot, my favorite thing is once I realize it, to look at the arm and then give one more. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's what really sets it over the top. All right. All and, right. And what's the other one, Scott? So the other one, I want to say it's set up with the Roman knuckle spot. The right? Roman knuckle the lock, test yep. of strength. And what would happen is um, the yeah. heel would start to lose the, the test of strength, and the other heel would come out, come down, and um, I want to say, you know... He would crawl between the legs. Crawl between the legs and nut shot the baby face. Yes. Heel gets back in control. Boom. Second time, baby face is winning the knuckle lock. Heel comes in again, crawls in like a dog, nut shots the baby face. The third time, the other baby face knows it's going to happen... From outside the ring, so he also crawls in, cuts off the heel, pokes him in the eye. He headbutts his own partner in the nuts. Baby face then goes into other stuff from there. Yeah, yeah, those are fun. Those are some fun, fun spots. How we never stole that one? We, we should when I do my return, which will be. I got one match left in me, bro, and I'll probably. I'm thinking I'm gonna do Ram Jam City and die in the ring. <laughs> What was his name? Randy the Ram Robinson? Ram, Ram, that's, that's the name. Okay. The other of my favorite comedic tag team spots is the punch spot that we did so many several times. Okay. Where the heel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Struts to the middle of the ring, cutting and strutting. Yep. A lot yep. of the time. Oh, yeah. A lot of cutting and strutting. A lot of Brutus Barber Beefcake references in this yep. spot. Yeah. Goes for the punch. Babyface blocks. Punches the heel. The heel struts back to his corner. <laughs> yep. Tags out. Yep. Second nice. heel comes in, cutting and strutting. Goes for the punch. Baby face blocks. The other heel cuts and struts his way back to the corner. Also selling the face. Tags out. Tag. Both of them come in. Cutting and a strutting. Both are cutting and a strutting. 
and they both go for the punch. Double block. Double block. Double punch. They cut and strut in a circle, right? Uh-huh. Turn around and do something at that point. They charge in usually into something. Yep. That's good. You know, the other thing is back when I was a little bit more athletic, I tended to be called a little bit more of an overseller. Would you okay. agree with that? Yeah, a little bit. So a lot of times in somebody's shine, I would oversell some bumps. And then I would do it a little bit more in their comeback, right? So in an early shine spot as a heel, like I would like take the buckle like Kurt Hennig would take it sometimes. Where I come, you know, or I would take it where I'd hit and then bump back, bump out. Okay. I remember those. Um, so I would try to make the baby face look really strong in the beginning and then really strong in the end. In the middle, I would just cheat my way through it. So. But I I couldn't take those bumps towards the end of my career. I could have, but I didn't. Feel like Work out. Yeah. So. The other night I was talking to Lane on the phone, and I told him that I want to get a book down in Tennessee. Oh. And I want to pitch it, pitch the opening of the match. It's the Memphis Mm-hmm. But I want to tell them we call it the Milwaukee. Nice. Mm, nice. Uh, JP, a big fan of the Memphis. He, oh, he loves the Memphis. Memphis shine. Yeah, he loves that He loves that Memphis more than Memphis Cito's love of barbecue. Speaking of barbecue, yeah. you were recently in Kansas City. Yeah, what yeah. was that all about? And we, we were in Tennessee. Yeah. Where was the better barbecue at, bro? Uh, it was actually the stuff I got in Nashville I liked better. Okay. But I didn't go to one of the Kansas City, like, I went to a Kansas City barbecue joint. So what's the, it's the sauce and the rub, right? That's the difference? Well, this was sauced. This was Right, sauced. but I mean, but like, like the tennis, like one's spicier, one's more mustardy, one's more, like, isn't it? Yeah, that? there's different regions of different stuff. But I don't think there's a huge difference between the Nashville and the Kansas City, like what they put on it. It was just... The one that we went to in Nashville was known to be the like one of the best places yeah. in Nashville. Did you go we, to Brewer Game? I wanted to, but I couldn't get anybody to go with me. But the people at my shoot job are not uh, social okay. people. But uh, the tickets would have been cheap. The Uber to get down there was thirty bucks. Oh. So I wasn't going to do a thirty dollar twice. So sixty dollars. Yeah, you would have to share that with three people. I, I would have preferred that. that you know. But I really wanted to get down to Kaufman. Yeah, but it's a great stadium. Yeah, apparently yesterday, um, everybody got a foul ball because there were like 47 people <laughs> there. So The um, tickets were ridiculously cheap there, which is ridiculous to me, too, because the Royals won the World Series. A couple years ago. But the attendance is crap? Not long ago. Yeah. Well, Ned Yost is outstayed as welcome, I hope. Um, is he really that bad? Yeah, he's, yes. he's a shit show. I like that. He won a freaking World Series? Great. By accident. Yeah. Pure accident. You can't win a World Series on accident. Sure you can. But you can win a World Series in spite of your manager. Yeah. So you're saying nothing that Ned, Ned Yost did... Uh, Let me tell you something about Ned Yost. Okay. Let me tell you what a piece of shit this guy is. <laughs> so, please do, because everyone, he's in Milwaukee... And people are asking him questions, legitimate baseball questions, not harping on him. This isn't a tough market where they're hard on you. Just asking questions like, hey, how come you didn't bunt in this situation? And he would say stuff like, small ball doesn't win games, and if you knew anything about baseball, blah, 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 blah. And he goes to Kansas City, and what was their main ingredient in them winning that World Series? Small ball. Thank you. So Stolen bases, bunts. 
So everybody uh, says, well, they would have kept Ned Yost. They would want. No, they wouldn't have because Ned Yost wouldn't have changed his style if he didn't get shit canned. That's right. So, there you go. He was living and dying by the home run here. Mm-hmm. Like, like every manager since right. Milwaukee. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's the shine. That is the shine. I think we're out of time, right? Uh, oh, but, we've been well out of time. Uh, but, but what about the shining? And Shelly Duvall. Now, I see okay. Polar. First Would you of all, take the shine or do Shelly Duvall? <laughs> let, uh, me ask you, let me ask you. Uh, you told me once that you fantasized about Shelly Duvall. No. And you now said you, no. No. You said it was a threesome. No. You, yeah, Shelly Duvall, and Robert Duvall. No, it wasn't <laughs> Shelly. It wasn't Shelly Duvall. I said Katie Segal. No, you didn't. No, no. Yeah. No. A threesome with Katie. No, I said Katie Segal with Ann Married to Chill and Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, it was, he made you... No, you said Shelly no, and Robert Duvall. No, not Robert. De- we, no. Run that gay thing again? No. You said you wanted to make a Duval sandwich. There's right? not a person in the world, by the way, who's gay for Robert Duval. <laughs> you know what the problem with sex with Robert Duval is? <laughs> What's that? The drama? He can't get his breath. He can't get his breath. <laughs> That's a, Just that's stay a, with me. That's a color. That that's an end of color. Was that color? Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Holy colors, shit, I remember colors, that. Colors. My parents didn't want me to colors, go to a Millwood Theater because I thought I'd get shot. So, oh, so here's what we've determined. You're gay for Robert Duvall. No, no. Katie Seagal. Who Sagal. can't catch his breath? Right. <laughs> Katie Kazak Seagal. Not Robert Duvall. Steven Seagal? No, not Steven. Oh, Katie. he's got kind of plumpy. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he punched you in the throat. Katie. Not Steven or Robert. Katie Seagal. Sons of Anarchy, Married Children. <clears throat> No big hair. Steven Seagal uh. and Robert Duvall in an Eiffel Tower spot. <laughs> is that what we... Is that what we... What? what oh. <laughs> hey, it's Triggs. Triggs is here. Is that Ice-T? You got it in Spotify? Oh, my God. David Triggs. What is that, 85? I want to say 88. I'm going to say 87. That's the 2014 remastered version. But But the original one was like 87. Maybe 7. I think it's 87. Yeah, I got to look it up. But either way, Robert Duvall would have survived if that police force had brought in an Israeli mercenary and learned Krav Maga. Agreed. Oh, absolutely. Because nothing saves lives like Krav Maga. And also Damon Wayans hopping around in a diaper. That's true. Oh, my God. Do you remember Krav Maga? Yes. All right. What did you think about Krav Maga? Yeah. Wait. Or Damon Wayans in the diaper. I don't remember Krav Maga. Maybe Damon Wayans wait, in wait. the diaper. Wait, wait. You don't. You don't realize how important Krav Maga is to to fight the Illuminati. Hold on. No, I don't. This just in for our listeners. Country needs bifocals. <laughs> really bad. Yeah. You look like Bill Cosby. Well, well, it's all about the pudding. Eighty-eight. See. Eighty-eight. See. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Colors. Colors. Did Triggs come out to colors? Triggs does come out to colors. He comes out to colors right now? Yeah, right now. That's a great choice. Are you sure it's Triggs? Yeah. I thought it was Zach McGuire. No, it's Triggs. Okay. Why is it colors? Bucks are up by two, by the way. Um, I don't know. Wow. Wait, what about the Packers pick that? Four Little Country. Four Jack Spade. Oh my god. Four Vic the Stick Rask. Next week, the drums come back, baby. I'm Hotshot Scott Williams. It's the Ross Family Matters Podcast. Booyah. Get us to 100 likes. Cool. I don't need your-
assistance, socials, persistence, any problem I got, I just